Episode 12, Deus Max, Wormkind Divided. I'm Steph, and this is Rami. Hello. Dead Reckoning. Hello. <laughs> and Ferg. Why, hello there. Hello there. So, we're going to have loads like, to discuss, really. We all played No Man's Sky. People had mental breakdowns. People were very average, like, kind of feeling about it. And some people loved it. And... All sorts of other stuff, including worms and Deus Ex. Ooh, shinies. So, supposed to get started. Anything anyone wants to start off with? Uh, what? Are you leaving that right there? Because not being funny, but if we're going to open with uh, our immediate reactions to No Man's Sky, this is where I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, please be warned there is a mature content warning right now, because I'm going to say some shit about Sean Murray's face. That guy needs a punch to be arrested, and I want my fucking money back! Oh dear. So why don't you tell us how you really feel about No Man's Sky there, Ferg? Well, no, <laughs> stop it. That's that's unfair. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I don't think there's anything I can really say that hasn't already been said before. Because if you've already been paying attention to the to, to some of the like review videos that have been coming out about No Man's Sky, most of them are all saying exactly the same thing. Once you've got like 20 planets through, you've pretty much seen everything the planets can provide you. Once you've once you've been 20 planets through, you probably got as much of a multi-tool and a ship as you could possibly hope for and you're just wandering around mining. Well actually, if you wanted to do everything in the game in terms of getting all your item slots and the best ship, you can actually not even leave the first planet and do that. Really? Yeah. What? Basically, I mean someone actually did it. For example if you min-max the game, which I unfortunately naturally started doing because that's how my brain works, you know you can basically go to these drop pods and you can get these things that increase your armor, so all you have to do is find out where all of them are make a bit of money through mining stuff and then just keep buying them and then you have all the item slots and then you can keep finding ships that have crashed and it, every single time it's got one more slot than the previous one, so you can actually play the whole game on one planet and never have to leave if you really want. Yeah, but then you're not exploring all the wonder the universe has to offer. Yeah. But the universe looks the same, but slightly different tint. Precisely. <laughs> I, I think that's just it. You know, you're just moving from one system to another and a different shade of sky. It's not really a no man's sky, it's like no artist's sky. The game was everything I expected it to be. I didn't expect any more, and I think Ferg expected more than I did, but it was exactly... For 40 quid? Yes, I fucking did! <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was exactly... It was exactly what I thought it would be. Like it, it... For 40 quid? Yeah. Well, I don't know whether yeah. it was worth 40 quid, but I expected it to be that game. Not being funny, but for 40 quid, I, I, I could get two copies of Subnautica and still be entrenched in it. <laughs> Both of them. I'm sorry, there is absolutely nothing that No Man's Sky brings to the table. And you know what? Because there was that, uh, th there was a questionable moment out there about whether or not, you know, Sean Murray and the super algorithm that they've got to make 18 quintillion stars... I'm starting kind of going, so you're saying, Mr. Murray, that you didn't fucking steal that super algorithm. Could you prove that to us somehow? Because um, 
given you've lied about the multiplayer, the factions, the space combat, the planets, uh, i.e. the desert planets, the fact that you're actually going to be introducing paid DLC afterwards, and oh, just the fact that the center of the universe is just the end of your own loop in your programming, kind of leaves me thinking, maybe you did steal it because the only other two games he's ever released on Steam was Joe Danger 1 and Joe Danger 2, plus DLC. I think we should give a warning about spoilers. Oh yeah, everyone for spoilers. So like, we're going to say a really big spoiler now because it's, it's kind of, so like turn off for like five minutes if you don't want to listen to it. Are you kidding? If, if people have missed the spoil, if people have missed the fact that there is no end to this heap of shit so far, they are, they are living under a rock. <laughs> hey, you leave my rock alone. No, you know, I mean, the ending is exactly what I predicted in previous podcasts, which was it is it's basically a thing to another galaxy, and it's and and it's so not worked on as a concept for the game that it it merely resets the game to when you just have the starter ship, and you just start on a new planet with exactly the same intro as the beginning of the game, but it, the galaxy's just got a different name. That's literally all it is. There's no. There's no new anything in it. It's the same elements. It's the same ships. I mean, the ships. Oh, oh my God, I was so annoyed with the ships. You know, I was thinking, oh, that looks nice. Oh, that's an interesting new ship. And then I found myself on a space station, wandering between the ships with about five million that I'd acquired from selling. Uh, I'd been, all I'd been doing was instead of going down to the planets and getting the minerals, I'd just flown out, gone to the asteroids, mined them so I had filled my entire inventory, went to the space station, flogged the lot, then went back out and continued to do it. I mean... That sounds like your basic mining operation in EVE. I, I, and when you go around the space station, I got to the point where I was, I was walking, you know, I thought, hang on, that spaceship looks remarkably like that one. Okay, let's have a look. You speak to the pilot about buying a ship, and he has the same name, same job. Okay, so I'll go to the other one. It turns out that it's exactly the same fucking pilot. Oh, and I'll tell you what was worse. Ang Angry Joe did a video. Uh, if anyone's heard of Angry Joe, he's a really famous reviewer. He's great. He, he did a, a, a review on No Man's Sky, and he was literally sat in a space station. He ended up seeing five ships with this, that looked the same, with the same guy driving it, who sold the same things, and it's it just breaks the immersion so much. It's, it's so skin deep. When you first get into the game, you're like, wow, there's so much to explore. I can go off this planet, go to another planet. I can do this, I can do that. And you're like, wow, this is massive. I can't wait to go on my journey. And then after about five to nine hours, you start going, oh wait, I've done everything. It took you that long? Well, I was playing with Rami and we played very, very slowly. We were like chilling and discovering stuff and taking our time to kind of soak it all in. Right, fair enough. Yeah, we were like, and um, we were chatting to people on Twitch. And just having fun exploring. It was really chill played and I, I don't mind the game for what it is because it's what I thought it would be. I think you've set your bar in incredibly low. Well, no, I mean, it's a 15-man indie studio. What did you expect? Something worth £40. Minecraft is awesome. Minecraft was three people. Yeah, but how did Minecraft start? In a shed. Yeah, 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 but M Minecraft... Yeah, well, the first iteration of Minecraft certainly isn't anything like the current iterations, are they? Minecraft had, had the luxury of not being stupidly hyped. It's come a long way, so... 
which I, I grant you, Sean Murray did not help the situation in the slightest. But Minecraft came out and it was it was not known, and then it got bigger. No Man's Sky got so overhyped, you know, to a point of ridiculousness. I was sure what was in the game and everything in the game that I thought would be in it was in it. But I do agree, I've watched back some videos after people have told me, especially Ferg, that it's kind of bullshit. And I can see where he's lied. I do have seen it, I have seen how it works, but to, to be honest, all I did when I was analysing whether, you know, what I thought about No Man's Sky and whether I should buy it was I watched videos, specifically of gameplay. And just off the videos, I didn't really listen to a word Sean Murray said because I wanted to look at what I was getting and not hear it. Yeah, and developers always spin their stuff. And also IGN, come on. IGN, we're interviewing him all the time. What do you expect but bullshit when it's involved with them? Yeah, you know, you see, this is the thing, though. We actually saw videos of people flying into massive amounts of starships shooting each other people playing multiplayer we saw this in the video but we saw multiplayer yes they've actually said it he even admitted there was going to be multiplayer in the game or at least it was certainly implied by the video yes it was it was implied he didn't show any multiplayer i mean you saw people flying around in formation so either that was a tricky piece of maneuvering or, more to the point, he simply broke his fucking promise like everything else he's done. I mean, the three alien races that you actually bump into, let's be honest, the only difference between them is the fact that they look differently and there's three separate languages for it. If you were to try and read the gobbledygook that they've got, you may as well just try and figure out what the fucking Sims are talking about. They have different backstories, to be fair. Like, if... if... Yeah, all right, don't even get me started on the fucking flimsy excuse for a story in that <laughs> sack of shit. If Sean Murray is trying to sell us a fucking story, I am more likely to piss in his <laughs> eyes for the rotten attempt. I mean, for, it's a text adventure, for fuck's sake. There is no hook. There is no reason for me to give a fuck about either of those three races other than, oh, look. I can sell you something. I said to you, Ferg, I said to you in the last podcast, if you're expecting Elite Dangerous, this is not the game you were looking for. And you, and you did not believe me on that. Yeah. Okay, but... He did warn you. You know what? The, the reason why is because I, I paid 40 quid for Elite Dangerous pre... You know, I pre-purchased Elite Dangerous for 40 quid. So I was I have absolutely every right to expect another elite dangerous. I don't dangerous. think it was sold as an elite dangerous. It though. wasn't sold as It didn't need to be sold as I was expecting 40 quid's worth of game. How do you even define that? I mean there is not 40 quid's worth of I mean like Assassin's Creed tends to be a 40 quid game like Assassin's Creed Syndicate and that was shit. Mm, I quite enjoyed Syndicate. I preferred pirate ships. <laughs> I quite liked running around London. Surely that's just a personal preference that you'd rather be a pirate yeah, than a yeah. London gentleman. Suffice to say, but even those games have content. A lot of content. Even if you don't like them, you, you there's a lot going on in it. But in No Man's Sky, it's travel from station to asteroids, mine it stupidly, go and have a look on a planet, find stuff, take a few photographs, bugger off to another system, add and repeat until your fucking brain implodes. It's a walking simulator with the playability of a clicker. I don't know, I think you're getting a very... I think you're having a very similar reaction to No Man's Sky that I had to Metal Gear Solid Five. Like, I was about as upset with 
that game as you are with this. Yeah, but did you actually have things happening in the game? Was there a content? Not in my <laughs> opinion. No. What? Are you telling me that you were just walking around watching the world go by? Or were you actually getting involved in the game? Was there a story hook? Or did you just simply find it disappointing? No, there, my, my, well, my, my, my issue with that game was it was meant to be a Metal Gear game and it had virtually no story. None of the characters really talked to each other. The only time they did was on radio communication. There were no cutscenes really in the game. Um, of any kind until certain very small cutscenes. Oh, so you did get some cutscenes. Funny, because we didn't get any of that in No Man's Sky. Yeah, but I mean, it was one of those games that, in my view, was missold to me personally because, and a lot of the Metal Gear audience. Yeah. Okay, in that case, let me take a slightly more technical point of view. Okay, the, the actual interface. I mean, okay, the PC version of the game is a port from the PS4, or so I've been led to believe. Yeah. Now, this meant that they, I, I have no idea how the PS4 plays out, but the actual in-game options, or the options for setting it up, like what resolution you want, uh, your sound, you know, how, how good your sound is, your volume and whatnot. Uh, if you've actually seen that, the fact that you actually have to hold down the button for two seconds each time you want to change a setting gets really repetitive, especially when, you know, you're trying to move it down a percentage. So you've got to do this 84 fucking times so i've just spent you know essentially 160 seconds just to turn the fucking volume down really and then of course there's the part that really really pisses me off and this is this is not just a silly little niggle this happens in a few games this isn't legitimately just for no man's sky but when you go to quit out of a game that moment where you actually have to hold down a button in order to confirm that you want to use that option, i.e. quit to desktop, and then actually sent to another screen which says, are you sure? And then have to do it again to get to the desktop. That is very, very poor development. That is fucking awful. And then, of course, there's just all the other bits and pieces, like the space combat in the game is just so lacklustre. But we knew it was arcadey space combat. It's not even arcadey. It is. It is very arcade. It is. Are you kidding? I can find better arcade combat in games like Pac-Man 2 or Evacron Mercenary. Hell, there's better arcade space combat in Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, there may be better games, but this was just an aspect of the game. No, I mean, I do agree with you. It's just what it is. I mean, it's what I expected. I, I completely understand why people are really pissed off and that they had certain expectations of the game. I mean, personally, from, for, for, from my analysis of all the content and all the interviews, I picked the bits that I thought were actually reality and which weren't, but I agree that Sean Murray misled people a lot and stirred up a massive hype. And actually, it's not just his fault there, were, there was hype, but he, he took part in it and he didn't deny certain things. He actually did honestly lie about certain things when you go back and look at stuff, like he did. Like multiplayer factions. You know, and he probably wanted to make a shitload of money for his indie company. Listening back to one of our previous podcasts, I remember how absolutely thrilled all of us were at the idea of finding an Arrakis, like a desert planet. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to find Arrakis. Now, now it's absolutely official. It's not even in there. And if you do want to find a desert planet with sandworms, it may very well be turning up in paid DLC. Another promise that's been broken. 
No paid DLC for this game. Bollocks. Sorry, I, I think Sean Murray needs to be brought to account on all of these points. And I think he's going to dodge this and say, oh, it wasn't me. I was just told that we'd get multiplayer in it. But when I've actually looked back at the videos, I'd seen the, the trailers for the game. Yeah. When I saw the trailers, the ones that appeared on Steam, those were the first ones I thought, all right, I'm game with this. I thought, let's do it. It's going to make for good reviews and all the rest of it. It will still make for an interesting review. <laughs> but trust me, the kids are not going to be able to watch this one without having, you know, I might have to beep the shit out of it. The thing is, I don't think there's absolutely any question as to how much this game has been. It's been missold. It's like the 239th uh, rule of acquisition. Don't be afraid to mislabel a product. <laughs> I'm just really glad that I gave it a miss. <laughs> yeah, I think we can probably all agree. Well, actually, I'm not sure if Rami can agree, but I think I can certainly agree with Ferg. I mean, it was what I expected. I am not upset that I bought it because I wanted to see the procedural generation action, and I thought that was pretty interesting as a concept. For the first three planets. In terms of a game that is worth investing that much money into it, it's not worth it for the average person. The soundtrack, however, is really good. 65 Days of Static. Yeah. You know what? I want to say I liked it, but you know what? You didn't even like that. <laughs> you know what? I, I kind of did, but at the same time, it was spoiled for me by the game. <laughs> I, if I'd actually stopped, you know, if I if I basically stopped playing the game, just turned off the TV and just let the, the music play through a separate system, then maybe I could have enjoyed it more. But the game itself was actually so distractingly shit that the music unfortunately made me more annoyed <laughs> you couldn't even appreciate the soundtrack it, it's it's odd i mean don't get me wrong i've, I've now you know what i'm actually really terrified because if i say something bad about 65 days of static i'm totally expecting spindles to appear on my doorstep and punch me but <laughs> <laughs> i'm expecting to... <laughs> don't you dare say anything about 65 i'll, I'll fuck you up the darndest thing is, the soundtrack isn't wasn't enough to save to really, the game. Yeah, and, and the worst part is, I was reading some of the other Steam reviews that have, you know, and some people have said, you know, that, we, that they are fans of Sixty Five Days of Static and that they they like their stuff, but in the game, it's just so entirely empty that even the music just isn't really adding anything to what should be an epic storyline. You just go, oh yeah. Uh, plus the Bill Bailey advert, which was hilarious, um, of him playing No Man's Sky. And you could see that, that that is the first two hours of joy that he's brought to it. Uh, and, and then you can just imagine, like, eight hours later, Bill Bailey going, like, you know what, I've got better things to do than play the shite. <laughs> I never saw that. So Bill Bailey... Like yeah, but you know, I mean, you've got to admit that the first couple of hours are pretty good. Bill Bailey, Bill Bailey actually did the launch advert for No Man's Sky, and it is a you know it because Bill Bailey's doing it in the sort of you know he's got a jewel stuck on his forehead and just kind of like talking into space, kind of like the book from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and then he's just kind of like playing the game in somebody else's apartment, and apparently you get a free Bill Bailey with every purchase of the game, which, again, is... Well, that automatically makes it worth buying, doesn't it? Your, your own pocket Bill Bailey, what's not to love? Yeah, but unfortunately it's as misleading as the idea of actually having desert planets or multiplayer. That's <laughs> kind of where I'm at with this. Well, should we uh, lay No Man's Sky to rest, then? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 
One last thing that I need to say. Sean Murray, if you're listening to this, you're a cunt. <laughs> Die horribly, you shitbag. Fucking croak. Badly. There, done. Sorry, needed to get that out of my system. You should get on those No Man's Sky forums if they have them. I, I think the forums will probably be overloaded by now. Yeah, I think they're already saying the same thing I'm saying at the moment, to be honest. I believe he's gone into hiding somewhere in his own galaxy, so we'll never find him. Yeah, you're not wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like, no one went looking for him. Bart gargling thunderfuck. <laughs> right, moving on. It's time for the gaming news. Stuff that's coming out recently, uh, we've got Assetto Corsa that came out last Friday, uh, today being the 29th of August, uh, and so did Worms. Worms came out on both Xbox and PlayStation 4. Woo! Worms is awesome. We'll get into that more. Oh god, yeah. Later. Uh, also, uh, John Madden 17, or Madden 17, sorry, the American football game that came out on the Thursday because it's an EA game. Attack on Titans out now. Also, uh, God Eater 2. Mm. God, I wish I had the money. Yes, yeah, so do I. As we are recording, World of Warcraft is preparing to launch on the 30th. That will be out by the time this is live. Yeah, looking forward to that. My copy's stuck at work until I uh, pick it up. Some good stuff out, really. Yeah, it has. Been, it is a good month this month, and it's a good month for releases. Uh, also, stuff on PC. Ferg. Ah, uh, yes. But actually, kind of odd. I'm I'm saying PC here, but I'm the first couple are actually mobile games. First one is Eisenhorn Xenos from the 40k universe, based literally on the Dan Abnett books. However. The mobile... The Flight of the Eisenhorn? No way. Yes. Yes, that's... Yes. However, it's made for a mobile device, and all of the fans have said, what the fuck? Because apparently it really isn't up to the scratch, and it seems like a massive letdown for anybody that is a big fan of the um, Eisenhorn trilogy. It, it, it really doesn't go into the depth that the Dan Abnett books do. I mean, what type of game is it, even? Well, it's supposed to be a runaround, like a third-person RPG, last time I checked, but the question is whether or not that's... that's On a mobile device? On a, Well, yes, of course, because you've got loads of games that are, like, first-person shooters and whatnot. You, it's really not that difficult to do. Um, uh, but apparently an awful lot of the fans are saying, like, hang on a minute, but Eisenhorn is like a universe-defining piece of literature. It, it's really kind of fleshed out. The Games Workshop IP, which, let's be fair, hasn't really changed much over the last 20 years. And ha having a bit of background really doesn't hurt. But apparently that whole storyline is somewhat lacking from this game. So, But on the other hand... That's really disappointing. Is isn't it? Uh, but however, Warhammer Forty K uh, is also releasing Battlefleet Gothic Leviathan, so Battlefleet Gothic fans can actually play a tabletop Battlefleet Gothic on their mobile devices, including phones and tablets and whatnot. And that's looking promising. Yes, I'm vaguely interested in that because I had Man of War, which was the Warhammer version, the precursor to Gothic. Yeah, so it's um, Galleon battles and. Massive chip to the line. Yeah. Battlefleet Gothic, something I've had in my Steam watch list, or wish list, waiting for it to be cheaper, effectively. <laughs> or for me to decide that I want to pick it up. But if it's going mobile, that'll be awesome. Uh, Battlefleet Gothic Leviathan. 
for the mobile devices. And and, and yes, it, it, it does look kind of interesting. I'd like to see more on that one. Blade Ballet, Dream Sail Games. Uh, it's like a couch co-op, a little bit of multiplayer thrown in there. Uh, spinning robot battles. It's kind of like, you remember those games where you just kind of like had a spinning top and you spun it across like a small circular like arena and you try and, and knock it off? Yeah, it's kind of like that. But in this case, you can pick stuff up. It it had a it had a whole branding. It was Beyblade, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. That, that just... Oh, that's one they started branding it back when I used to play with it as a kid. It was just spinning tops that fought. You used to put a straw in the top, blowing it. It start spinning. You'd release them, and then you'd try and knock the other one out of the ring. Sumo wrestling, basically. Yes, that that's the one. But in, in this case, Blade Ballet means that each of you, you pick one of the various robots that are actually there, and each robot has their own unique ability, their, their own unique uh, fighting weapon or technique or that kind of thing. It seems like it would lend a bit of interest to, to those couchy, playery types that like that kind of giggle. Yes. There's also Bear With Me by Exordium Games, and it's uh, episodic with uh, about a young girl and her teddy bear in a detective noir thriller. A very Telltale Games-esque, but with what appears to be rather funny dialogue and a rather absorbing storyline. I, I kind of like the look of that. 8-Bit Hordes by Petroglyph Games, a very colourful voxel-based RTS uh, with all the usual fantasy tropes kicked off on the 12th of august and is doing rather well so if you're into your voxel based real-time strategies that, that that could well be it orcs versus humans has just been announced and i don't even know where this came from this this literally just came out from absolutely nowhere valley by blue isle studios real worth going on to youtube or steam right now and having a look at the video um it came out of absolutely nowhere and is getting some seriously rave reviews. I'm talking about already, as of last night when I was last checking, 98% user reviews on Steam. And it is not a walking simulator. Is that out already, Ferg? Uh, I believe it was released on the 24th of August. Yeah, a lot of people are hyping this. I mean, I haven't sort of properly looked at it, but I've also heard of it, like, being bandied about. I would definitely... I'd have a look at this one because, uh, I, I, as I've kind of put in my notes here, I, I, I've got a sneaking suspicion this is going to be very much a cult hit, and I would probably stake my hair on that. If it turns out that this doesn't do as well as I think it's going to do, I will shave myself bald. No, don't do that. I could do with winning some hair. Well, I'd post it to you if you really need me to. Yeah, yeah, so if it's not a cult hit, you're to send me your hair. Yeah. Brilliant. But at 98% initial reviews, that's... I'm, I'm fairly certain I'm going to be keeping my long hair for a while to come. God damn it. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, yes. But that, those are things that kind of been standing out uh, recently on the PC. Lovely jubbly. Mm -hmm. Excellent. I might give that a look. Yeah. But I strongly recommend Valley. Uh, Blue Isle Studios. Um, What's it about? Essentially, you it's a first-person game where you are one of the few people that can use what's called a leaf suit, as in leaf on a tree suit, which allows you to run very fast and provides you with incredible agility. But your suit and the valley that you're actually playing in is all about life and death. Your suit actually provides you with the power of 
life over death. So there is a combat system in it when it gets introduced. And when it does, you are you can actually bring trees and animals and the likes back to life. You can bring life to the valley, but the valley is dying. And it, it is supposed to be the sacred place where all life began, which has been unfound. It is the true cradle of life kind of thing. But um, yes, it's, it's a science fiction action adventure. Um, and the I'd strongly recommend checking out some of the reviews for the game. Because they will put, a, they will sage the fears that you might have from looking at the videos and thinking, yeah, this is just a walking simulator. But by all accounts, it is not. It in fact is incredibly in depth and incredibly gorgeous to look at. Is it multiplayer? I quite like the odd walking simulator. To be fair. As far as I'm aware, it's purely single player. Single player. Does it have a story? I believe so. But then again, if you set the standard at No Man's Sky, then yes, everything's got a fucking story. <laughs> Minecraft's got a story. Yeah, Minecraft's got a story. Yeah, well, it's got its own story mode now, hasn't it? Well, yeah. Telltale Games, isn't it? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> so, so this is the bit where we unfortunately have to break Steph's fragile little mind by telling him that there's been a delay on Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> You laughed. It's terrible. Well, it's but... that or he cries, so it's one or the other. And no one wants to hear a grown man cry. Oh, I do. I want to hear Sean Murray weep. <laughs> I'm not that fussed about it, really. I think it's good. Like, I I mean, they've said that they need to, like, polish it up a bit. So, and it's been ten years, so what's another two months, right? Exactly. Um, it's meant to be November the 29th it comes out now, um, but people on the internet have got really pissed off and angry and the usual ridiculousness. If they're taking more time to finish the game off, it's only a good thing. Working exactly. Out, if there was a, a game crashing bug halfway through, it would piss people off more, so... That's funny. Well... Yeah. From one of the interviews I was reading with the development team, they were saying that the reason they've taken the the route of delaying it is because they found out that quite a lot of people will be playing the game offline and they won't have any way to get the patch from an online patch so rather than relying on the online patch on the first day that kind of thing they're now put the patch in first yeah they're, they're waiting for it to get patched and then you get the full experience and you don't have to worry about going on and downloading that massive 400 gig day one patch. I think that's a bit weak, that, actually, though. The, the, the impression I got was they did need to polish things up a bit more as well. And, I mean, I kind of... I mean, I think that's a nice nice thing to say, but I think there's probably more to it than that. Yeah. Like, it, that's definitely a good PR thing to say. Are you suggesting that Sony and Square Enix are playing the coin? <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't No Man's Sky published by Sony? <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. So let me get this straight. No multiplayer. Uh, uh, another tired and relentless story. Uh, <laughs> a system that might be a little lacking since you've played it before. 
Except. Hang on, are we still talking about Final Fantasy 15? I thought we'd left number. Except you're completely wrong, and you evidently don't know much about Final Fantasy, because every Final Fantasy. I really don't. I gave up on that years ago. Yeah, well, if. if... Every Final Fantasy is a reinvention of the series. It's, it's got none of the same characters generally. Um, it's a completely just new the game. same names. Sid, uh, Chiva. <laughs> Wait a minute, Bahamut. Well, it's it's just a fifteenth in a series of RPGs, but it's gonna have totally different combat. It's like more action-based combat. Um, so it's not like um, what do you call it? Oh, I can't remember the name now. It's one of my favorite. Pokemon Tekken. No, <laughs> they've put a lot of money into this and a lot of time. Like, I I am hopeful about this game. I've been let down by Final Fantasy a few times in the past recently, last five five or six years. But they've really put a lot of, a lot of effort into this. They've got really big names for the film as well that they released. They've got from Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, I think they've got Sean Bean in there, you know, like they've... Oh, he'll they've die. Made... You are, yeah, he probably <laughs> dies. But, um, no, but they've made a real... Sorry, that or else you'll be playing Sid. No, but they've made a real effort, like, you know, and I'm I'm hope for it. I think, I think it will be a good game, hopefully. I've got high hopes for it. But yeah. I just want to relive my heady days of playing Final Fantasy VII, to be honest. Well, you'll get to do that when the remake comes out. Yeah, but I don't want to play the same game. I just want that same feeling. Yeah, I don't know if you'll ever get that back, man. It's impossible. Yeah, Final Fantasy certainly won't give it to you. Because, let's be honest, the mechanic actually hasn't changed any. It's still based upon a, uh, upon a 255 like limit to everything. Somewhere in amongst it all, there'll they'll still be the 255 points in, in amongst the skills and the, the actual combat attributes, your attack scores and all the rest of it, d- d- you know, minus whatever it is that the enemy's defense is. What, for seven? Not all of them. No. The, the entire mechanic, is it's not even a percentile thing, it's just that everybody's got... The, the actual m- mathematics behind it has never really changed. What, Final the Fantasy? Story might have done. Yeah, the mechanic. The the only things that have actually changed in what the combat mechanics have changed multiple times. It's really upset the community. In fact, the the, the combat mechanics in fifteen are utterly, completely different to that of Final Fantasy seven. Yeah. So are you telling me that they've added new statuses to the combat? The combat isn't turn based at all in Final Fantasy fifteen. Like Final Fantasy seven was completely turn based. Right. So are all of the others. It's completely different. Well, the only time it stopped being turn-based was essentially Final Fantasy twelve. That's when you were actually running around, and even then it was still, you know, you just waiting for everybody's bars to build up, and that was kind of the charm of the game. Yeah, I mean, this one isn't like that. It's literally not... It's action-ish based combat. I don't think it is... It's not turn-based at all. It's, it's, it's completely different. Like, it really is a different game. I mean, that's why, like, Final Fantasy has been quite well known for actually reinventing the wheel quite a bit. Which has really upset fans quite a lot. I don't see why they're so upset. I don't... Yeah. Why are they calling it Final Fantasy if they're doing an all-new combat system? Because... If, if the entire mechanic changes, why bother because, dredging it? Be, because some things remain similar. So, like... Nothing in the story is ever really the same as the previous games. However, certain like creatures will come back, like you know, chocobos, chocobos. and moogles and shit are like the staple. And it's they've got a certain feel to them, or at least you hope they ha- maintain a certain feel to them in terms of the way they tell story and the complexity of it and stuff. Right. 
Uh, are they still? Are they going to have like uh, decidedly twenty-something guys going out with fifteen-year-old girls and fourteen-year-old girls again? Final Fantasy. What was it? Final Fantasy fourteen with lightning. No, that was thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, they were shit games. Was wasn't one of those the dress-up <laughs> game? I don't think anyone went out with anyone that was like twelve. I don't think there was any of that dodginess in that. I mean, I can understand why you'd say that about anime in general. Some anime is really dodgy. No, but... Snow. Snow was supposed to be eighteen plus, and his would-be bit of stuff was fourteen years old. It says so in the game. No, she wasn't fourteen, was she? Really? She totally was. She just looks older. No, seriously, check out the, check out Tino. I'm fairly certain he's he's basically seeing an, an entirely underage girl. Yeah, I never noticed that. <laughs> God, God, this this is one of the reasons why I've given up on Final Fantasy. I I don't need that kind of stuff in my life. I might be under the Japanese age of consent, but I'm not rightly sure on how that works over there. No, she's she's 19 years old. Is she? Like she's the older woman. Yeah, you, we're not sure, are we? I'm going to check this out, because I think it's bullshit. Isn't her sister 14? Didn't she have a sister? You are. I don't know, doesn't she just die at the beginning of the game like all the others? None of us played 13 enough to know. Yeah, she's she she's 18. 18 I stopped playing after 7. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've saved yourself a lot of grief. <laughs> you really have. Nah, she she's eighteen. So like, it's I mean, I know that some like I know this things about Japanese culture, age of like, you know, everything. Da, da, da. But like, Final Fantasy is generally stuck to being pretty above board on all that. Yeah. To be fair. Anyway, it's been delayed. Thanks, Sony. Good work. Let's move on. Now it's time for games we're looking forward to. There's not much coming out in um, September. There are a couple of things. I mean. For me personally, September's a pretty dead month and October's stupidly full and I don't have enough money or time to actually play everything that comes out in October. Well, actually, the very end of September and tomorrow are the two things I'm most excited about. What are they? World of Warcraft tomorrow, Legion. And yeah. uh, 30th September, the release on Xbox One and PS4 of XCOM 2. Because I'm a massive fan of the series. I played XCOM Enemy Unknown and Enemy Within on my Xbox. So I kind of want to play them on a console rather than having to play them on PC. Which is why I've waited in the hopes they would eventually release it on the Xbox. So I can play it on my big TV screen without having to plug my laptop in. And, and worry about controls and that kind of thing. So I'm very excited to finally get to play that. Other things that are coming out in October, uh, the 4th of October is the Xbox One wireless controller, the Gears of War limited edition version. Is it the Elite one? The... It's the Elite controller with the paddles on the back and the customizable everything. It'll be... the the regular Elite controller is 120 quid currently. Yeah, I think the limited edition version will probably be a little bit more, probably 125 to 150 ish. So that's not strictly a game though, but it is tied into yeah, but the releases. One day I do hope to own one of those controllers. They're just so expensive. Yeah, they're really expensive, but they are also really nice. Oh, that's another thing that's being released on the 20th of September, the Oculus Rift, and that's. Uh... I believe coming out at about five hundred and forty-nine quid, so we'll have eight. Yeah, five, probably five forty-nine ninety-nine, five five hundred and fifty, give or take. I would love to. 
I would really love to get hold of an Oculus Rift. But they're horrendously expensive. Or, or a Vive, I don't care which. But it's just it's just so far out of my price. Yeah. Still. I, would, I was kind of hoping they were going to drop maybe another 50 quid off. But it'd be nice. I still wouldn't be able to afford it, but it would look like they were trying to aim for our market. Yeah, well, it's, it's the first wave, so generally the first wave with any tech like that generally tends to be expensive. And I'm happy to wait until it drops in price. Considerably. <laughs> yeah. I, I will quite happily wait until next year and pick it up on Black Friday next year. Ooh. I'm never going to go outside on Black Friday. You've been playing The Division too much. <laughs> no, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'm not going out for the shopping. I'd be going out for the violence. <laughs> you, you want that television? You can have it, but you, you, you're going to have to put something down. You're going to have to fight me first. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. You can have the television. You can keep it. Uh, I'm just going to... But while you're holding that television, I'm going to club you from behind, because <laughs> I can. Talking of clubbing people from behind, the seventh Mafia 3 comes out. Oh, lovely jubbly. That's, uh, I'm definitely going to get that. That's Yeah. That and another game that we'll mention in a bit, probably the main ones I'm excited for in October. So, but so much, my god. The 11th is Gears of War 4. I'd be tempted by that. There's some funniness about Gears of War because there is early access if you get the Ultimate Edition. I just can't remember what day that comes out on. Yeah, but why? If you're buying the big shiny edition, you get it a little bit early. I can wait a few days. Is it really that bigger? Is it, is it really popular still? It is really popular still on the Xbox. Um, it's also part one of the first few games that they're doing their Play Anywhere system with. So... If you buy a copy of Gears of War 4 on either PC or Xbox, you get the other version that you didn't buy. So, oh, right. So you get the Windows yeah. 10 and... Yeah, basically, when you buy... The Xbox, if you buy either. When you buy a, a copy of um, Gears of War 4, you get the format that you bought it on and a digital copy of the other one. And The other one what? If you bought Xbox One, they'll give you a digital version on the PC. If you bought it on PC, they give you a digital version on the Xbox. Oh, right. The idea is that you can literally play anywhere. If someone comes in and wants to use the TV that you're using, you start it up on your laptop and literally just transfer across and keep playing. That's kind of cool. Which, which is... I uh, like the idea. It's a scheme that Microsoft announced at E3 that they're going to be rolling out, I would assume, from the release of Gears 4. Does that mean that Gears 4 is going to be cross-platform, then, for PC and Xbox? Yes. I assume it must be. Yes, it's going to be cross-platform, I believe, because if you're playing on, on the Xbox and then switch to your PC and continue playing with your friends, whole advert for it, the Play Anywhere scheme, is basically a Gears of War advert. I'm really appeal- I find that idea really appealing, apart from the part that now means that I'm going to get uh, have my complete butt kicked by twice as many 11-year-olds. <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, the, the idea is that you, you can literally take the game with you anywhere. If you've got a laptop, you can set it up on your lunch break at work and play for an hour or so. You get an hour's lunch break? Luxury. Some people do. Do some work. So, yeah, that's that's looking like a really good title at the moment. Very strong on the technical side. Yes. Yeah. No, and I've really enjoyed the uh, the first three Gears of War. I never went back and played Gears of War Judgment just because I have a problem with prequels because they don't advance any story. It's literally, well, it doesn't matter what happens here. I know what's going to happen after this, so why bother? Yeah. My other catch is, if if I had access to the kind of technology that I had at this point in the game, why didn't I have access to it 
in the following three games. Yeah, that that often happens, I find. Yeah, it's it's like Batman Origins, Arkham Origins. You actually have more abilities in that one than you actually have in the, the uh, in Asylum and City, and you're kind of like going, "Wait, what? This makes no sense. <laughs> what? I Why? forgot all this stuff. How did I forget this? Why can't I? Why couldn't I do this later? Yeah. So the 13th of October is the release of PlayStation VR. <laughs> 350 yeah. quid. You need to have the PlayStation camera as well, which is about 55 quid. Uh, there could be as much as 70, um, although pre-owned versions should be available. Why do you need the camera? Because it works very similar to the way that it tracks the controllers with the camera. For thing, certain games, the controllers each have a coloured panel on the front. Uh, I've seen red and blue, but I'm sh- sure green and yellow are other options. But the headset for VR ha- uses the same tracking system, basically. Oh, so it's kind of like using mocap. Effectively, yes. Huh. It's similar to the way that the PlayStation Move system worked for the PlayStation 3, where you had to use the camera to pick up the glowy ping-pong ball on the end of the controller. So does that mean... With PlayStation VR, you'd be able to have two or three people connected to the same console. I would assume so. I would assume so, but don't quote me. Uh, you know what? That, wouldn't that be a little bit taxing for one console? I would. I would have thought it would have been more that the the games that are going to release are going to be multiplayer online because you're going to need room. If you've got two people wearing VR headsets walking around the room, they're all going to bump into each other. Yeah, if if you're living in a two up two down in Whitechapel, you know you you're not going to have enough room to basically do all the things that you want to do. First person trying to use the uh, the VR version of like lightsaber combat, the Jedi game or whatever it's called, you you're going to punch each other by accident. By accident, really? <laughs> I'm saying accident because I don't want to get into the shit on this. You know what you'd do? You'd go into a room with two people playing VR, punch them both in the nose, and then walk off and see what happens. <laughs> Blame each other. <laughs> <laughs> they come out chasing you down the street. No, but they won't know. Not if you're sneaky as a ninja when you go in there. They'll be wearing headsets anyway. Because they've got the VR headset, so they won't even know you've been there. Ah. Yeah. I've just moved the furniture around. I, I just prefer the PlayStation VR price point. It is, a, it is a better price point. I mean, it is, isn't it? Is it? Because it's still, like... It's still extortionate, but it's closer to what I'd expect as a... Yeah, if, if I was desperate, I could probably attempt to save up for that and maybe get it. In the, the realm of VR, uh, I know it's a way off, but Project Scorpio is looking like being probably Microsoft's VR option. I have a sneaking suspicion that they're probably going to be using the Vive. But I I thought they'd thrown in with the Oculus Rift. I mean, they even include the controller with the Rift when you buy the Rift headset. But that's Windows controller as well, remember? Yeah. I'm a bit disappointed, really, that consoles are trying to already start a new generation. Why? Because... Taken this long to get to where we are, I want more tech. <laughs> well... I kind of like the idea of like not having to pay another X amount of large sums of money just to play For shiny new, tech. new games. I don't know. Suck it up. This is the this is the gaming industry. They're gonna rob us blind, mate. <laughs> That's their job. Yeah, I think I think it's because the PS3 was out for such a long time and the Xbox uh, 360. They they had such a long life. If you see what I mean. We've kind of been spoiled. 
moving on to the 14th. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders uh, and Skylanders Imaginators. That just sounded like a random selection of verbs thrown together and, you know, just cause. <laughs> oh, Dragon Quest getting a new version where you get to build things, I'm assuming. Uh, I haven't seen a lot about it, personally. Um, Skylanders, I've not really followed Skylanders for a while. I know they've got a new version coming out. The characters are very customizable. You kind of build your own Skylander when you start playing. Imaginators. That was the best word they could come up with for it. Yes. Imaginators. I prefer Imaginapators, to be honest. I think one thing that I do find, like, because um, Dragon Quest is a series that I've always vaguely been interested in and played the odd one, is RPGs, but they keep coming out with titles like Dragon Quest Heroes, Dragon Hest Quest Builders, and it's like, when's the next numbered Dragon Quest game, which is just a normal RPG? Like... What is what is Dragon Quest Builders? Do you build stuff? I, I think it's Dragon Quest meets Minecraft. No, that's what I would guess. Why? Because it's not a game without a crafting system. <laughs> Just make another Dragon Quest game. Stop trying to be clever. But people play Minecraft, Steph. You've just got to get used to it being part of every game ever. What? Well, that's all that Blooming Gnome in Sky is. Let's play Minecraft in space. <laughs> Yeah, but Minecraft's got something going on with it. Speaking of which, really good Minecraft um, game in space. Um, Star Made. It's got plan planets and everything. Yes, it's, it's, it's essentially Minecraft in space, but with working parts. Not just like red, redstone technology. You can have lifts, you can create... The, it's kind of like what would happen if you would cross Minecraft with... Um, Starship Engineers. It's like a, yeah, it's a cross between Minecraft and Space Engineers. Right. If you like those two games, or even just one of those two games, the chances are it's it's going to do it for you. I don't know if there's still the same need to mine as much, but I haven't actually gotten that far into. I only played it a bit. It's it's quite fun though. I, I used to play with a couple of friends for a while. It was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And that's Star Made. Yeah, all one word. So, the 21st uh, is Battlefield 1. Waste of space! The it's the better of two <laughs> evils, to be fair. Uh, it does look really good. Yeah, I think it might be... I actually think Battlefield 1 might maybe be a return to form for Battlefield. I don't know. They they made really good world... Like, uh, Battlefield 1942, was it? It was really, really good. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the more like old-schooly Battlefield games. Yeah, I, I think Battlefield's going to be a better game than Call of Duty this year. It's it's essentially just going to be another Battlefield game, and it's going to it's going to just no oh, no no I'm not going anywhere near it. It's EA. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, the, also on the twenty first October is Civilization Six. Hmm. I know a few folks who will be very happy with that. I love Civ. I'm tempted with that because I've always been a fan of the Civ uh, the Civ games, even when they've had their poorer ones. Yeah. Yeah, I do love the Civ series. I Civ's always bloody good. Like, I mean, it's a proper waste of your life, though. Like, you literally load up a Civ game. Like, I'm gonna play a bit of Civ. It gets to like five in the morning. Oh, I'll just play another ten minutes. It gets yeah, to nine in the morning, and you think, 
And then and then you save the game and then you never load it up again because you just want to start from the beginning again anyway. Because you've forgotten how to play it the next time you come back to it. Yeah. What was I doing here? <laughs> how did this all work? What does any of this mean? I don't remember any of this. <laughs> yeah, like when you're playing it, you know what's going on. I, I actually, I remember. I think it was might have been Civilization three or four, possibly three, where you had the religion still in there. So you're actually you're trying to remember how the hell was I managing the city? It's, <laughs> it's like I've got a predominantly Muslim population, but right next door I've got Buddhists. And they're, they're working in unison. Uh, how? What? What did I do? Oh how did I make that happen? <laughs> what was going on there? What's with what, what's with these guys over here? I, but it was. I'm still not sick of it. Oh yeah. It's a great game, though. It's it is great. Like I don't know. They've, I don't feel they've ever kind of made a crap Civilization game. No. It's well, it's Firaxis, isn't it? And we can we can say Civilization Six and XCOM One and Two. How can Firaxis? You know, Firaxis could you know the director of Firaxis could be caught eating babies, and we'd still probably go. It's all right. It's 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 that's fine. As long as he makes another Civ game, it'll be fine. Yeah, fine. Yeah, cool. Do do another do XCOM Three: The Invasion of Mars, and and all is forgiven. Yeah, to get it done. But also, Civ has a bit of a special place in my heart, and maybe for you guys as well. I mean, I, I, I think one of the first PC games I played was about four or five, maybe? No, maybe six. Six or seven was Civ 2. You're so young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Civ 2 was my first Civilization game as well, and, and I, I think I must have wasted weeks Did you ever play... Oh, and it had all mods, like the Star Wars mod and stuff as well, which oh, is amazing. Wow. But um, did you ever play Siman? No. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> you see, it starts with the word Sim. It comes with EA, and that means Simia. Yeah, but you got to pretend you're an ant. I, I'm pretty sure Simant was before. Was it EA? Well, it's Maxis, isn't it? Was it? Oh, it's amazing, though. You... Is, is it Maxis? No, no, Maxis, as in the people that actually made Sim World, Sim The Sims, The Sim City. It's got Sim on the front of corpses being done by Maxis. <laughs> yeah. It was made so long ago. Sim Ant, the electronic ant colony. The electronic ant colony 19... Oh, it is by Maxis. 91 Life Simulation Video Games by Maxis, and Maxis's third product focusing on ants. See, this is the part that scares me the most, that I actually remember Maxis that well, that I can remember their games solely because the only thing they've ever released whatsoever starts with the word Sim on the front. Yeah, the, there's some other popular Sim games there. Sim Earth, Sim Life, Sim Farm, Sim Tower. Oh, Jesus. Sim Town. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's, let's move on to the 25th. Quickly. October. 25th of October is The Last Guardian, PS4 exclusive. I have no idea what to make of it. There's three different animation styles in there that I can see. It looks really shiny because it's kind of that uh, Ico, Shadow of the Colossus kind of feel, isn't it? Is it by the same company? Uh, possibly, yes. 
It is, and it's been meant to come out for years and years and years. So people are quite hyped about it. I mean, I never really got to properly play Ico or Shadow of the Colossus. I probably do it. I I want to, but then I I did try playing a bit of Shadow of the Colossus, but the graphics were kind of shit. Oh, but it's not about the graphics. I know, I know. Steph, where do you live? I'm coming around to give you a slap. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. But it looks, you know, I mean, I mean, Last Guardian looks really good. I want to get it. But it isn't top of my list for, for October because there's just too much. There is. They're, like, they could have re- released some of this in September. <laughs> just to make it easier on us. Well, no, because it's the last quarter. We're, we're in, we, this is the third quarter. They released at the beginning of October. They've got a decent run-up towards Christmas. And it's the fourth quarter of 2016. But October's ridiculous for games. Yeah, but they have to make their quotas. They've got to keep the shareholders happy. Who's going to keep the shareholders happy? Sean Murray. Well, Bill Murray could do it. Sean Murray, on the other hand, is expecting refunds. So, the 28th is Elder Scrolls Skyrim Remastered. Also, uh, Titanfall 2 and World of Final Fantasy. Delayed. I'm hyped. What is World of Final Fantasy? Uh, Final Fantasy, like World of Warcraft, I would imagine. No. Is it not? No, it's not like that. It's a solo game. It is actually what Ferg was alluding to earlier. It's actually a Final Fantasy game... They've never done this before, where <laughs> never. Uh, where like lots of old characters come in and they go to this whole new world and then you interact with them and it looks really weird. It looks it like it's very odd. Like your cap, you have two main characters who could be in human form and then chibi form. Oh god, no! What? Oh dear! Where they've got massive heads. And then they can put on top of their heads a chocobo, and then on top of the chocobo something else on their head, and it gives them just different abilities. So world of totem poles. <laughs> and I'm honestly not making this up. Like, I swear, it's fucking weird. So it's entirely on drugs. Okay, Square Enix, I want to know where you're getting your acid from. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not joking, like... I'm not. In, in fact, we should probably use a picture of the chibis for the the picture of this podcast or something because it is just ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> this is starting to sound like one of the one of the early two thousands to twenty ten Sonic games where they'd just say it's Sonic the Hedgehog, and then they would just throw some random verbs to describe it, and the the black beekeeper or the 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 semaphore of doom. Sonic Hedgehog and the exploding knob jockey. What's it coming out on? I don't know. PS4. I I don't know if it might be coming out on more. I think by that point, World of Final Fantasy is going to have a hard time with things like Battlefield 1 and, and, and Gears <laughs> 4 and yeah. The one I just mentioned, Titanfall 2. I've played the beta for that and it's a marked improvement on Titanfall 1. That's not saying much. Because Titanfall 1 was kind of, well, dull and a bit Rubbish. Boring. It, I had fun with Titanfall, but Titanfall 2... It's massively overhyped. For an hour. One of the biggest things I found in Titanfall 1 was that the sniper rifle was really bad. It was incredibly bad. But now... You're selling it. The sniper rifle, uh, it's my preferred weapon. It's absolutely brilliant. The Titan combat is much improved. I was actually getting to kill things with my Titan rather than just being a bullet magnet. Well, let's be fair, that's what the Titan's there to be, isn't it? A giant bullet sponge. It's a walking tank, basically. Yeah, 
it's the biggest thing to see and everybody is equipped to actually deal with them or go places the titan can't oh great i'll summon my titan yay i've walked five paces and everyone's murdered me I've, either that or i've hidden in a hole that i can't see into <laughs> yes might be guilty of lurking in the crate somewhere <laughs> uh, taking pot shots at titans i honestly think it's just gonna be average is there a single-player campaign this time, or even a co-op campaign? I believe there is a, a proper story this time. I think there is a single-player campaign with it as well. As opposed to a sniff of a story. I played multiplayer beta tests, so it was multiplayer all the time. But the multiplayer that I played was much improved. Fair enough. It was actually fun to play, rather than slightly annoying. That's good to know. Oh, going back to Skyrim, there's a couple of things. The remastered version is going to be free for PC users. Not that it matters if you're a PC user, because you've probably already got your graphics better than it will be in the remastered version anyway, by using mods or whatever. It'll still look pretty. I mean, I haven't played it in ages. I have never played Skyrim. <laughs> I have what? never played Skyrim. I have not even loaded a demo. Have you not? Really? I have never played for Skyrim. I used to have someone uh, telling me about it all the time, and I have a similar problem with films. Where if people overhype it, I don't want to go and see it because if I go and see it, it'll be shit compared to what they said. I I like I don't think it's the best game ever, but I would like to play it again and like to give it a proper go because I I've kind of dipped in and out of it and never really like yeah. properly hammered it. I'm actually really glad that it's going to be free for the Wii PC users for the sole purpose that it gives me a reason to go back to the game. And it gives me a reason to actually go like, all right, exactly. so this is what you're doing for whatever your next project, your next big one is, whether it's the next Elder Scrolls, another Fallout, or something of its ilk, or maybe something brand new, Bethesda. What do you say? Are you going to do us something new? If they do, that would be gorgeous and wonderful, but I, I can wait. I have no problem with, with going back and playing old games. I've still got games in my pile that I'm looking at going back and playing. They're about to release, I think it's September, they're releasing the Bioshock Remastered. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the videos that I've seen of it, it looks really, really nice. It looks really well done. I really enjoyed the first couple of Bioshocks and just never spent the time with Infinity. It's going to come with all the DLCs for it as well. Can I just ask? Yes. So you've got it, have you? I've got all three of them on the Xbox 360, but I haven't got all the DLCs for them. But have you got the new um, the remastered version, or has it not come out yet? It's not come out yet. It's something I'm looking forward to. The problem I had a bit with Bioshock, like, I loved the, the original, I thought it was really good. But what I've always been concerned about is if I go back to it, the one thing that stunned me about the game was the way it looked. Like, I'd never seen anything as beautiful as, as the first game when I first played it. Yeah, it was, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, the water effects were brilliant. The water effects in the remastered are stunning. Is it is it just as kind of amazing yes. to go yeah. through? They've sort of retweaked the furniture of the game, sort of the world. Uh, there's areas that should have been more sh dark and shadowy that are now darker. The whole facelift looks brilliant. They've just made it a lot more pretty. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, obviously, they'll have tweaked as much of it as they can to make it as, as good as possible. So, When's it coming out? Is it is, is this coming month? Is it September? Yeah, I, I think it's September because it wasn't in my research for October. It's crazy. I do find the timing of everything crazy at the moment because I, there's just so much stuff coming out. Um, yeah, it's the run-up to Christmas, though, isn't it? It's, this is the time of year when yeah. we will start seeing 
stuff come through from E3. Isn't December yeah. kind of crap though? Apart from the South Park game. I don't know. I've not actually looked that far ahead, to be honest. Uh, it's not so much. There, there aren't that many big releases over December. Right, so the way it usually works is that from about the end of August, start of September, that's when things start to come out from E3. That will continue up until about the end of November. Uh, you have the Christmas period, where it slows down, usually. And then it'll start picking up again, sort of January, February. Yeah, well, it, we, we were expecting quite a few things to be kicking off between February and March 2017, since that's what E3's been, you know, an awful lot of them said, no, no, say 2017. That way, if there are any bugs, we should have them sorted out. Heaven only knows how anybody else has released earlier. They must be buggy as hell. What do you think, Sean Murray? How buggy is your <laughs> game? Crashes the moment you download it? How did that happen? Crashes every two hours when you play on PlayStation 4. What craziness is this? Yeah. <laughs> Can I just ask as well? This is a bit of a way off. It is actually in December, seeing as we talk about December thing. Has anyone seen any videos of a game called Steep that's coming out in December? Yes. Yes, yes and I am very, very much looking forward to that. I... I... So am I. What a new concept for a game. It, well, it, it's not really a new concept for a game, but it certainly does give a... It, it's kind of like... New spin. It's fresh. Yes, it is. Fresh as snow. It looks wicked. I mean, wingsuits... The adrenaline junkie game, isn't it? Yeah, wingsuits, snowboards, um, skiing, you know, all of the above, and you're basically... It's kind of like what would happen if you were to cross any of the other kind of snowboarding type games, all of those kind of like, all, any of the racing and stunting, you know, extreme sports games with GTA online, because you're just going to be hopping around with your friends, wingsuiting across, like, the, you know, various different snow orientate, you know, uh, uh, you know, tundra, finding the best peaks, dropping into it, and then hitting your snowboard or your skis and just belting through woodland in crisp snow. So that... The whole idea behind that is it's all co-op, yeah. Yes, yeah. The, the the videos are suggesting that it's not it's it's a co-op multiplayer with races and all the rest of it. It's kind of like Burnout Paradise with with snow, and a lack of motor. And the snow looks amazing. Uh, the, the 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 trailers that they've already thrown up on Steam looked oh jaw dropping in 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 what they're actually attempting with it. It seems. It doesn't actually look like a particularly ambitious project, but technicality-wise, it looks... It, it, there is something there that I can't quite put my finger on yet, but I'm, I'm just waiting for them to say, and this is in the game, and I'm going to go like, oh, oh yes. <laughs> but, it, but, but the snow in the game looks amazing. It reminds me of the, 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 the sand dunes in the game Journey. I don't know if you've ever seen that. But the, the amazingness of the sand in that game, like the snows like that in this game, it just looks amazing. You, you actually, when you glide along the snow, it just creates these like crevices in the snow and you like kind of, ah, it's amazing. Looks looks amazing. Yeah, and the, there's, there's going to be the whole volumetric particle effect. So while you're snowing, it could, you know, you, 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 if you're passing, if you pass in front of another player, that player... That, that's behind you is going to get the particular effect of all the snow spraying up into the air and in various different 
quantities. So you might just get a lighter dusting or you might just get like, well, sand in your feet. Yeah, you might end up just being the abominable snowman in motion. We'll keep our eyes on that then. Mm. I, I'm, I'm definitely looking very, very tentatively at that one. I want that to be brilliant. Yeah. That and for Christmas, it would be a nice like. Imagine it, you know, it's it's a Christmas game, isn't it? You know, you get that for Christmas and you have a few beers and play it with some friends online. And... It's games reviews time. Worms. Yes, Worms is awesome. It is every level of awesome you can imagine. A flawless victory. Twenty quid on Steam. I would quite happily have paid more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. Um, actually, I, I want to take this opportunity to express a very, very deeply felt thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Team 17. Because I've been suffering for the last eight months of fairly serious depression, and Worms WMD gave me the first proper belly laugh for just over an hour during gameplay. And that is a gift that simply goes without a price tag. This has been uh, 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 you know, 25 years of gaming excellence. That just doesn't seem to do them justice. And the in-game crafting system, while, you know, while you're waiting to take your next turn, or even during your own turn, crafting your new weapon from the rather limited number of components, but that's fine because... That, that's very nice, but you, you can suddenly find yourself with, oh, I've got banana seeds, and, and I've got the tears of a worm. I'm going to make a banana bomb that makes people scream. And, oh, ah, the donkey, the freaking donkey. Oh, oh, yes. It is really, really good. The one problem I had was the first thing it gives you is the worm's customization screen, at which point I kind of got lost in the, what's my team going to be called? But once you've got that out of the way... <laughs> it's absolutely awesome. The sounds for it are brilliant. The mechs, the tanks, the helicopters, it's, it's just all around awesome. It, it's also worth noting that you will start with a very limited supply of skins. Unless, of course, you happen to buy you pre-purchased and you get all the extras like Payday 2 and the, the, the Escapists and all the rest of it. You will start with those. However, the further you play through the game, you'll get more. It's kind of like Overwatch in the fact that you'll get more voice packs, you'll get more hairdos. You kind of level up, don't you? Yeah, in so much as that every time you play the game, you'll see more turn up, but it's not exactly a leveling system. It's just a good old-fashioned reward system. You've successfully passed this. Have a voice pack. Have a new headpiece. Have a new gravestone and a little dance when you win. Ferg. Yes. If I had to get worms or uh, what's it called? Seven days to die. Whatever it is. What should I get? Get them both. Get worms. Get them both. But get worms. If it's one or the other, because I've got worms, thanks to Dad. Thank you very much. Now that's an STD. <laughs> and Ferg's got it. And Dead's got it on every format. Get Worms. <laughs> so get Worms, and then we can all play together. Yep. There's, there's, a, there's a video review in there. It's one of the few games we could all play together and have a right laugh doing, so I think we need to do that. That having been said, uh, Seven Days to Die, I'm still burning hours on that, and I, I have to confess I'm, I'm thoroughly loving that game. This is a team game. I've recently started playing Seven Days to Die. It's 
Minecraft with people. Yes, but you don't. I'm currently playing on a private vanilla PVE server, uh, or a couple of them actually, and we've been having so much fun. What format are you playing on, Dad? For Seven Days to Die. Uh, Xbox. Why? On Xbox, right? <laughs> oh, for God's sake! I really shouldn't. Just buy them both. Do yourself a favour. Make sure you've got friends to play. Actually, Seven Days to Die is only going to be really fun for you if you've got other people that are going to play with you. At least the Worms WMD, you can just go out there, play ranked matches, and have your ass handed to you by somebody who's actually professionally amazing at it. Fine! I have just got both of them on Steam. Well done. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Really should not be spending money right now. Peer pressure. I will make it worth your while. I will, you know, okay, you know what? I'm going to sell you seven days to die. Zombie nurses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Now you're going to have to buy it. I've got both. I've done it for both. Damn it. Do it. Join us. It's done. It's done. Deus Ex. I, I'm going to intro this one. I, I kind of have to say something on this game straight off the bat. If you liked the original Deus Ex, Deus Ex Mankind Divided has absolutely every right to be in your collection right alongside it. And and just to add to that point, when Ferg says the original Deus Ex, he means the one that came out in like the early 2000s or 90, 1990s. It's around the time Half-Life came out, wasn't it? Fairly close to that. It's, wasn't it based on the Half-Life engine? No, uh, no, it was done by Ion Storm. I mean, are we talking about the the original Deus Ex or the one that IDOS did? The original, original Deus Ex. If you liked, yeah, I, IDOS, Ion Storm. That if you liked that one, I mean, come on, it's still I. I mean, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided, uh, IDOS, Montreal, and despite everything you might think about uh, Square Enix's other project, the purchase of IDOS has been a continual success with both the Hitman series, the uh, lesser extent maybe Thief, but then uh, Deus Ex was just an inspired choice to bring them out. Hitman was absolutely brilliant, but the new Deus Ex, the, the volumetric lighting and fogging effects, the environments, the level design, the uh, just the sheer artwork of the game, the voiceovers, the dialogue, the only thing I can, I, I don't, you know what, I don't even think I can really pick a, a problem with it. If you said it to, I want to challenge, it will bloody challenge you. Yeah, and it's all self-made. I've literally, I started the game, I did the first little intro bit, and then I got into sort of the big, the, the, the proper start of the game, and... You know, I got a couple of side missions. I did some of those, but they took me forever because I was like, I am not going to kill anyone. So game like lasts a lot longer depending on what you want to do and how you want to do it. And you have to think about things. And it that's what I like about it. I mean, it's more vertical than the last one as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you get to Golem City, there's a lot of vertical. Really? And it, one, it's, 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 it's the most fun I've had in a game, I think this year. I can't think of anything else that I've enjoyed this much so far. It is absolutely... I mean, I, I, I can't imagine what you're missing out on the PlayStation 4, apart from the 30 frames per second, but the... the. Die, that's... I mean, it's it's runs smooth so far. No, no real issue. 
this is it, it has worked the moment i've downloaded it and installed it, it it kicked off first time there was no quibbles with it the only time i actually had a system crash and i don't honestly believe that was the game's fault i think i just had something running in the background that went and and fudged it but otherwise the game has run exceptionally well it is a very polished title uh, it comes with a full square enix support and I think the people at Eidos Montreal should all just reach round and pat each other on the back for being quite simply awesome. I mean, I haven't got as far into it as you, so I can't really compare it to the original yet. I mean, so far I'm enjoying the story quite a bit more than the previous one. It Also, the world's a bit more interesting and the screen isn't urine coloured the whole time I play which was really off-putting in the last one I I got sick of that I really really dis disliked just this yellow tinge to everything constantly it really pissed me off the wonderful thing with this one is it doesn't have the overtones of grey and brown that, and, and sort of a golden yellow that everything seemed to have in this case you have Prague in daylight and you c it comes with all the colour palette that you can hope for it's not really dulled down and there are every part of the environment that you go through has been lovingly crafted you can see so much with every turn of your head and there's tons to see you're just walking through the streets even if you're not looking for a fight or going to a quest just walk around prague it's slightly bigger than you might think and you suddenly find yourself going like wow uh, going into the police station uh, the task force 29 station where they've got the anti-terrorism squad and you're going to meet up with characters like Duncan McCready and uh, Vincent Black and uh, you know the selection of brand new characters that are scripted entirely into the game is just draw dropping as all of the characters are going about their various different business yes they're probably scripted in fact I go so far as to say they must be scripted but it still looks busy you're catching a lot of chatter and if there was one thing that kind of made me go ah, I was trying to chat to a guy called Burke who was actually looking at the intelligence board and but if you click on any of the parts on the intelligence board he offers you a piece of dialogue about what intelligence TF-29's actually got on that associational group and sadly the only th i'd had to actually get closer to burke in order to hear his dialogue over some of the background chatter in the close by room but that is the only nitpick i can find to the game yeah actually i i had a similar problem i was chatting to a character and for some reason the radio next to her was on yeah and i was just sat there like i don't know what's going on i'm totally confused because i'm dyspraxic so when i've got two people talking at me i am utterly confused um and just take bits and pieces from both and that really did my head in but that was just once and that you know it, it it's one of those things maybe watch out for radio is being on tables and being on when you're about to talk to someone <laughs> is there not a, a function to lower the ambient sounds yeah, there will be. There might be. I, I, I don't know. But you know what? I forgot about it about five seconds later because I was just going, ooh, pretties. Or if not, on-screen subtitles. I'm pretty sure I watched a video from Total Biscuit talking about the graphic settings in, at least on PC, for Deus Ex. And apparently they're really, really detailed from what I've heard. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, you know what? I really want to actually get video of it. The 
just viewing, I mean, I'm running the game on a GeForce GTX 970 Devil's Canyon v GPU. And the game, I'm running it uh, pretty much ultra high. And I thought I might be testing the, I might be testing my computer touch here. And when I do, it, it, it promptly puts my internal heat up about five degrees Celsius the moment I start the game. But it's all right. It's, you know, if, that, if that's all I've got to worry about, then that's grand. The game is just so jaw-droppingly beautiful. It is, it, everything looks like a work of art, and the, the, the dialogue in it is just profoundly clever. Um, if you want cyberpunk first-person action-adventure, then Deus Ex Mankind Divided is, is going to provide you with everything that you knew and loved from the original. With the, it's because it's the Dawn engine that they're using for this. So this is, this is new. This is a new engine. It's got bits in it. So, Steph, are you going for a, a full pacifist playthrough, then? That was my plan, but at the beginning I didn't realise if I held down circle, or I just tap circle, it would have different effects. So the first two people I met, I stabbed in the neck. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> From behind, because I didn't realise that holding circle... Because I just saw a circle for both things on the screen. I was like, oh, I press circle and I'll just make him pass out. And then I just stabbed two people in the neck. So, so far, two people have died right in the beginning tutorial. But that wasn't really my, my plan. Yeah, just, just tap that button if you want to knock him out. Hold it down if you want to do an execution. But to be perfectly honest, if you set it to challenge, you know, if you want to do the full pacifist thing, I strongly recommend doing it on the on the on the story difficulty, the the easiest difficulty, because the moment you go to challenging and you try to go around knocking people out, you'll you'll suddenly find yourself going like, oh Christ, I'm already out of bio cell energy. I'm brassic. I've got four people coming to me, and I can't even knock anybody out. I I've had that problem because I I start I think I started on the middle. Uh, difficulty, but, but literally all I could do, it, at least in the beginning of the game, is literally tap circle once, um, and then my energy was out, and I just had to run away, and then hide, and then kill again. Well, not kill, but like, knock him out. The, the beginning of the game really does recommend a very sort of stealthy approach to the game, until all of a sudden, you can't. Uh, you, you suddenly find yourself out of bioenergy and you go like, right, sod this. You, gr you, know, you, you suddenly search through your inventory, which is now even better. You've got much more inventory space. You... And it reminds me of the inventory screen in um, Deus, the original Deus Ex as well. It looks quite similar. Yes, it is. It, yeah, and the more you upgrade your arm prosthesis, because all of the prosthesis have multiple tech trees in most cases but with the arms you can actually upgrade your inventory slot twice so you get the full enchilada in which case you're walking around with a tranquilizer rifle a shotgun a, a combat rifle and everything else and he just suddenly kind of goes ha ha nanite and people start sucking lead plus you uh, while you're in game you can customize your weapon on the fly like you could in the crisis two and three you bring your weapon up, you see all the various different weapon options. So you can change ammunition, you can change what's on your muzzle, i.e. The, the silencer, and so on and so forth. And, and just go straight into it. Um, uh, also, quick flipping between weapons. So you might have a pistol with EMP rounds, stun a uh, large armoured suit, then flip straight to your assault rifle with armour piercing and just, just rip them a new one. 
Though there is a funny moment you can act. I took a EMP shotgun round, put it into the back of a mech suit, uh, and then promptly went to knock him out, which worked. But I only figured that out after I'd actually tried to knock him out without EMP, and he just knocks me all over the place. It's it is a pretty good game to be honest. Like it, I'd highly recommend it to people that if you like the original or the the kind of sequel. Human, yeah, Human Revolution. It's suffice to say that between Worms WMD and Deus Ex Mankind Divided, they have made up for my disappointment with No Man's Sky. They've, they've been such tremendous successes for me. Next review would have been Stefan Furk for No Man's Sky. Do we need to say more? No, we've, no. we've been there and done I think we've kind of covered No Man's Sky to death, haven't we? I'm glad we got that off our chests early on. I still want to put something on Sean Murray's chest, like a hippo or a Javelin or a <laughs> shitbag. Coming this month on Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus. Free games! Hooray! Yeah, so Xbox One, first to the 30th September, is a game called Earthlock. Not looked into that yet. Any idea what that is? Uh, I'm not quite sure. It looks like a, a fantasy RPG. But I, it looks very cutesy, but I, I haven't really seen a lot about it. Then 16th September to the 15th of October is Assassin's Creed Chronicles China. Oh, why is it taking them a month to release it? It's released over a month. It is available between the 16th and the 15th of October. Yeah, they're the dates that it's available from and to. They stagger their releases by two weeks. So you get one game for the first two weeks. Oh, I see. Sorry, yes. No, I'm being dumb. I've heard mixed reviews about the Assassin's Creed Chronicles stuff. It's a different style of gameplay. I had it described to me as... More of a 2D side-scroller. Yeah, kind of like Batman Blackgate. Like a scroller on Punch-Em-Up. Effectively, yeah. With stealth elements and Assassin's Creed. But I guess if you love the world of Assassin's Creed, it'll add value. I'm sure it will. I haven't really looked into the Chronicles storylines. I gave up after Assassin's Creed 2. I mean, I've still not even finished Black Flag, so (laughs) I'm well behind. I kind of felt with Assassin's Creed that I liked the premise of the future in the the past, and then they just pretty much got rid of the future, really. I found the Desmond sections, or Derek, or whatever his bloody name is, I found them really annoying in the first three games. I like the story, though. The story was good. They could have started with a new character and had that person in the future as well. Like, I kind of felt that it lost something when it was kind of you're some faceless guy. Working for a massive corporation. I preferred being the faceless employee number 1216, or whatever your designation happens to be. I, I liked that. It pulled me out of the actual Assassin's Creed game three times on by force. You will come out and do this little bit of side dialogue story section, and then you can go back to stabbing people in the head. I thought that was fine, but then I kind of wanted to feel some ownership over that character and who they were and what they were about. You see, my my problem with the whole Desmond storyline is it's taking forever to actually get anywhere. And the idea that there's some kind of ancient technology hidden in the heart of planet Earth because something, something, something dark side, and it turns out that the assassins are actually some kind of uh, external feature to this alien sort of weird intelligence that's actually hiding bullshit around throughout human history is 
actually kind of tiresome. <laughs> I'm like going, where is this going? It's taken you five games just to tell us that, oh, he got out, he found some alien weird crap, and he's still doing the same thing every damn time. No, no, he just dies. Who does? Desmond just dies, and then you're just a faceless guy. Desmond's dead? What was the point of the first four bloody games then? Five. Five. Who cares? Well, I don't know, because you don't find anything else, really, about the future very much. After he dies. On the Xbox 360, from the 1st of September to the 15th, is Forza Horizon. Cars, racing. I like racing games, but I've just never got into Forza at all. I know somebody who's playing it at the moment, they said that it's been absolutely wicked, but they're a petrol head, so fair play to them. I, I, can't, I would really like to see a new burnout, but that's not going to happen for a while. You say that, Bright, but Criterion is still the only company in EA's retinue that's still functional in Britain. Oh, right. Yeah. It's their only one left here, as far as I'm aware. Well, they're only developers. I'm sure EA's got its own office somewhere that everybody wants to ignore. More than likely. Uh, so the 16th to the 30th is going to be Mirror's Edge, the first one. I still haven't played it. I haven't either. I've got it as well on Steam. A free-running based game. Yeah, I could just never... The controls always felt really clunky to me, and it just didn't feel smooth enough. I just found it more frustrating than enjoyable. I'm always trying to jump for platforms that actually aren't there, that just... <laughs> you know, it's like, you think, is that? am I supposed to jump to that one or that one? Is that, is that actually a platform? Let's have a look. Boing! No, I'm plummeting 80 stories to my unfortunate pizza-shaped death. PlayStation. Yeah, so they haven't announced anything yet as of today, the 30th, are we? Yeah, no, 29th. 29th. Uh, There's some rumour about Watch Dogs, but they've rumoured this for the last few months. Like, I mean, I think they'll try and release something because everyone had a big cry about how there wasn't an AAA game on PlayStation 4 last month. I don't know. You know what the community's like. Um, well, not only that, they've increased the price for the Americans, haven't they? In in the US, yeah. Yeah, the price is going to increase for us as well. No, it already has for us, like, last year, hasn't it? No, it's going to do it again. It's going to go up. It, I think it's like going up to 45 it, it's like we pointed out in the EU, the whole EU referendum, this is what we were bothered about. This is, this is what I was mentioning in the other one. Is that, that well, and this is because of that? Because Sony and Sony's entire production facilities are all over in, in Europe, not here. The reason that I heard for the price increase, allegedly, was to maintain the servers. Because there is more people, there's more players than they expected. <laughs> Sony, surprised by the number of people that play their games and consoles. <laughs> You're right, they are shit. <laughs> that is a load of bollocks. I mean, I'm sure they said it, but I'm sure it's a load of bollocks. Tell me, Sony, how's your client data doing? I, I think I could buy it for about 15 quid somewhere on the internet. That's pretty much all we know for PlayStation at the moment, because they haven't released a new lineup. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm I'm pretty sure there'll be a triple A game. Whether or not it's something I'd be interested, I don't know, but I'm sure they probably will because everyone got so upset. And and Watch Dogs need to. Um, 
I mean, a couple of the rumours are Watch Dogs because Watch Dogs 2 is coming out, so it makes sense. Stick of Truth, maybe the South Park game at some point because the new one's coming out in December. I don't know. Maybe even they'll, they'll, they'll pull out, like, Deus Ex. Manca uh, sorry, Human Revolution. That, that would kind of make sense. It would be good timing for it. Yeah, actually, it would be really good timing, wouldn't it? Because people, would, people that weren't early adopters might play it and go, oh, shit, I need to play the new one. But I know with one of the pre-orders, if you pre-ordered Mankind Divided, you got um, the other game, uh, you got a download code for the other game with one of the options of the pre-orders. Oh, I missed that puppy. It wasn't the Deus Ex, the episode that falls between... Human Revolution and Mankind Divided because there's one which actually follows a a British military character, but it was predominantly designed. The game was designed predominantly for mobile and uh, mobile device. No, no, it was the full game as a, a DLC. The 360 game. As long as it's not the middle one, just ignore that. That that technically just didn't happen. Now it's time for all the very latest info about events to do with games and stuff. And Dad, you've been at Insomnia. How was it? What's it like? What's it like? It's big. <laughs> That's what she said. It <laughs> takes up two of the... <laughs> it's, it takes up several of the hangars that they've got at the NEC. It's, it's really big. There's a, an entire t stage for Twitch. The people from Artifakes were doing a live presentation when I walked past it on how to how to make live action roleplay and cosplay weapons and armor. I'm a big fan of Artifakes. They made one of my swords and it's awesome. There was another main stage that was kind of like a, the event stage where they they did the the early morning welcome to Insomnia. Tell it basically the people were giving away stuff left, right, and center. There was all sorts of stuff. Because there, because there were trade stands there for people like overclockers, quite a lot of the big kind of PC guys had had stands there with all manner of glowing monoliths. This is one of the reasons why I'm actually really disappointed I couldn't get there because I I saw them. Yeah, you I would, you would have been in heaven, mate, because it was uh, neon water cooled systems everywhere, wall to wall. I would have been walking around with a bucket tied around my neck so it could catch the drool. Yep. Um, yeah. I got a chance to play some Gears 4. Oh yeah? What do you think? It looks good. It looks really, really good. But I found I was running out of ammo a bit too quick. But that's probably just because I wasn't used to playing the game. Because they kind of dump you in halfway through a story, I think. Are you sure it's because you weren't just missing? No, no, it's just... I wasn't used to the weaponry. Yeah. Play better, win more. But I also got to play Dead Rising 4. Ah. Ooh. And yeah. it's everything you want from a Dead Rising game. There's just zombies everywhere. <laughs> Weapons. Wicked. It's got a Christmassy theme, so it's going to be, I imagine, a Christmas release. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, the weapons that you get to start with were... Uh, you had a crossbow that fired, like, firework rockets... It's yeah, all sorts of craziness. Uh, an electronic axe, like a bat battle axe, like a with electricity on it. You can get a an exosuit later on in the game. Who was the main character? It goes back to being the photographer Frank from the first one. So it was everything you want from a Dead Rising game. Just run around and 
go bananas. Excellent. Is it multiplayer? Uh, it wasn't set up as a multiplayer, so I don't know. I, I got to see people playing a bit of Recore. The trailers don't do the game justice. It does look like there is a lot more to do in the game. Oh, right, than the trailers. So it, it does look a lot more interesting. Um, the world looks really, really good, but I swear the trailers don't do it justice. That's good to know, actually. Got to play the new Lego Dimensions as well. Uh, that was fun. It, even though it did take me by surprise for the release date. New new variations on, on skills and stuff. Uh, there's a, One of the Ghostbusters skills uh, is very similar to the Master Builder, where you have to move characters around the portal. Um, but you have to do it in a set sequence and a bit of a memory game for that one. So so yeah, that was interesting. It's definitely something that you can't really do in a day. There is a lot going on. The bring your own console section I couldn't get into because it was sealed off uh, for security, obviously, because people have brought their own gear. So they don't just want anyone wandering in there and picking up someone's tower. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But there were there were signings by uh, the Yogscast crew that seemed to be incredibly popular, and just lots and lots of every stand pretty much uh, that was a trade stand had some kind of giveaway. They were giving away stuff. There was because it's sponsored by Game. There was it's basically a big pirate boat, big galleon, which is their their retail spot. And several times that during the day they throw out freebies. So, uh, unfortunately, I was stood on the wrong side of the mast, and the sail was in the way. Boo. But they, they were throwing out all sorts of things, t-shirts, caps, uh, apparently sets of headphones on the second day, the day after I went. So, did you come home with any sweet loot then, of the freebies, or nothing to write home about? Baseball caps, assorted bits and pieces, picked up a new mouse, because I'm looking at starting at Warcraft again. How much was that mouse? Because I've had a look now on the link you sent, and it looks sick. It was about fifty pounds, but it's that's the amount you pay for a good mouse, isn't it? Though, really. Yes. And this is the Rockat, isn't it? Uh, Rockat Nith, N Y T H. All singing, all dancing. It is rather shiny, but I've got to get used to it. How many buttons has it got? Because I'm, I'm guessing you got a more buttony one for. Got twelve on the side. Uh, your normal left and right, the wheel, about 18 buttons, I think, but it's configurable as well, so... The mouse with 18 buttons. And it comes in its own carrying case, is that right? Uh, the the extra buttons do. The extra buttons have their own carrying case. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fully compatible with 3D printers as well, so if you have access to a 3D printer, what? you can print out <laughs> your own Fuck. button combinations. Oh my god. So if you want a D-pad... You can print a D-pad and and just push it on the side. Oh, that's just nonsense. <laughs> Hang on a minute. So let me get this straight. CAD designers no longer to need need to use mouse and keyboard anymore. They could just use this control, this this mouse, and just. Oh my God! No, yes, it's in, it's massively customizable. It has a bit of software that comes with it, which is called Swarm. It's a full monitoring system for your computer. Bloody hell. Yeah, it's a bit crazy. I'm still getting to grips with how that works, because my laptop doesn't support most of the features. I'm just looking at this myth right now, and I'm just trying to think... I, I'm, a, I'm a big guy. I've got big hands. How am I possibly going to press some of those buttons and not accidentally... Ca 
attached like the other two right next to it. They've got uh, edge, well, they've got different sized or different textured ed edges to them, so you can have them so that they hang over, or you can have them so they're pretty much step. It's it's quite an impressive layout, but you, like I say, you can build your own custom stuff for it as well. That's just completely sick. That's purely mental. Yes. So so yeah, Warcraft will be interesting. And you'll get, a, you know, Warcraft will be RSI-inducing with this mouse by the looks of it. You, you won't need to move anything but the, but the you know, twitching your fingers. We're going to see you next time. It's going to look like you're coming down off a smack or something. But it's it's customizable for, for a lot of different games as well. So things like, there's a whole pre-programmed Battlefield layout and uh, League of Legends as well. There's a League of Legends profile for it. There's a lot of questions about all of that because whether it's cheating or not in League. What, to have macroed mice? Because you can create macros on, on mice, yeah. I'm never going to understand that. Why, why is it? It's just a control method. Surely it's up to you how you control the game. Well, no, because you can, you can get abilities to go off at certain times. You can... You could use an item that that's generally quite hard to like press if you're not paying attention to basically activate like half a second after you press another button, things like that. It's very much the same as Warcraft. Most of my Warcraft career I have used macros of some variety. Whether it's to fire one spell and something else that fires instantly at the same time. Because it, it basically you're scripting the next button press. Yeah, but you can still build those in the game, can't you? I'm pretty sure you can. There, there's a macro system in game. It gives you the facility for it. I mean, I think I think it's maybe a bit different in Warcraft. In League, like, scripting is really bad because you everything is very, very, very reliant on timing and speed. So if you script things to go off at immediate seconds after doing, like, milliseconds after something else, you're getting quite a big unfair advantage on another player. Some people would argue, well, the other player should do his research. Yeah. He could be doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it is it, it is banned, basically, by by Riot Games. Um, oh, if, right. Yeah, it's, it's not... It, I mean, scripting has been quite un, undercurrent, quite a big issue in, in League of Legends, although they don't talk about it a lot because they don't really want to make it a thing that people are that aware of. But, um, you know, there, there's definitely scripts out there that people have used to try and... Warcraft is a bit different because you're... So would that mouse potentially be breaking some of Riot's rules then? Well, no. If you set the macros on it, yes. Yeah, I mean, if... I'd, I'm not... T to be honest, I think you probably get away with it, though, if you used macros. Because, I mean, you, you'd have to really make some quite serious macros and things to make it truly obvious. I mean, personally, I'm of the same mindset as Dead, that if you're going to create a, a a macro on your mouse to do something and, you know, like, use two buttons very close together or something, it's not really that big a deal. I think, you know, yeah. other people can do that, and it is... Most of my macros are on, well, on Warcraft. There, A lot of them are utilitarian as well. Um, I've got a ground mount and a land mount. I have to click... That takes up two different spell slots on my screen and now I can write a macro where if I press shift it will show one of them and if I let go of shift it will show the flying mount over the ground mount and if I press control it brings up the mount that I've got that I can do repairs with so it's it's about space saving more than anything also there's not enough for all the spells and all the things you want to put on your screen in Warcraft there are not, en not enough slots 
so you have to start doubling up slots so you've got two rows anyway if you use shift macros uh, that gives you four slots four rows of spells I think you have I think you have to use macros on Warcraft really if you're gonna play it to any yeah to any level well yeah you've got that in key binding well if you were to if you weren't if you weren't going to use the shift or control keys for for these kind of macros you'd end up running out of keys on your keyboard well you'd have to click <laughs> essentially wouldn't you click or just rebind all of the keys that that would be the only real alternative surely just hitting shift is not really macroing it's just functioning yeah yeah it's playability. At what point do you really want to find yourself going, now, where did I put my solar fireball spell? Was that the D key, the F key, or did I put it under the hash key? I can't remember. Yeah. World of Warcraft, sorry, I, I, I don't get it. I, I'm on PC, and as far as I'm concerned, well, Blizzard just needs to grow the fuck up. When I'm playing Warcraft, I always use a Razor Nostromo, so that's just a, a keypad. But that's got multiple screens of keys but but yes mac if someone wants to use a macro i don't see the harm in it as long as it's not one that's a macro that gives them health where they shouldn't have health or you know just blatant out and out cheating if it's something that you can replicate and do yourself in the game and that's not broken well i mean if you look at starcraft look looking at starcraft starcraft is a game of macros you create your army by clicking, you can do it all by keyboard if you can remember all the keybinds, and and then you shift and make little forces, and then you switch between them all. It's it's all macro and micro management. But yes, that's basically insomnia. It's a really good day out. There's there's a lot to see. You can't see it all in one day. There's things going on on multiple days. There was an Overwatch Championship, uh, League of Legends Championship going on there. There's actual contests going on at the thing. Uh, there's a whole nightlife as well afterwards. And people just game all night, don't they, as well? Pe yeah, people game all night. There's live shows. Because surely that's where the name comes from, the fact you don't sleep for the weekend. It's, it's the kind of thing I'd really like to go to, really, it's at, at some point and go and, you know, pay the money to bring my computer in and just... Maybe next year. Well, actually, no, the next one is in... I think it's... Someone said October, but I'm sure it's December. Or maybe November. It, there, there's another one pretty soon. Oh, is there? Towards the end of the year. Oh, you never know. Maybe we'll make it to that. Yeah, I might. I might go. You know, and and. You just gotta. You just wanna walk in there with your platinum player ability and just blow everybody. I mind. well, I don't. I'm not really a platinum player anymore because I don't. Um, you don't train. I I don't play enough, so I haven't caught up with my. Like you, you, you lose your ability a little bit if you don't play for a while. I mean, I've started. You get rusty. Yeah, I mean, I've I've started playing again, like sort of um, a little bit, but it, you can't you can't maintain that unless you're literally playing like you know every day, four hours a day or something. Yeah, if I was going to do that, I'd be playing a bloody musical instrument and get something out exactly, of it. Exactly. Yeah. Become sexy towards women again, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Right. Let's wrap up there then, gents. Yes. Sounds a plan. Uh, it's good, good cast, and uh, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. We've we've covered a lot of ground. Well, actually, we we've covered actually surprisingly fewer titles, but we've had a lot to say on it because there's been a lot of really good stuff out there, except for No Man's Sky, which was shit. <laughs> <laughs>
And on that note. Yeah, catch you in a bit. Have a nice one. Take it easy. Have fun. Take care. Either that or they've gone hidden in a hole that I can't see into. <laughs> yeah, but you got to pretend you're an ant. Well, Bill Murray could do it. Sean Murray, on the other hand, is expecting... A chocobo, and then on top of the chocobo, something else. <laughs> so, world of totem poles, then. So it's entirely on drugs. Boring. <laughs> oh, it's so good! Steph, where do you live? I'm coming around to give you a slap. Haha, <laughs> 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 What does any of this mean? I don't remember any of this.